Have you tried training methods that just didn't work? Do you feel that your pet is not getting his or her nutritional needs met? Are illnesses and bad behavior your daily norm? You're going to want to join me on The Pet Parenting Reset, where you'll hear interesting and informative interviews and get solutions to all your pet problems. I'm your host, Jessica L. Fisher. Well, hello there, you wonderful pet parent. Thank you for joining me again on The Pet Parenting Reset. I am your host, Jessica L. Fisher. And in today's podcast episode, we are talking about rethinking dog reactivity. So this is something really, really close to home because I actually have a reactive dog and I have been out there with other trainers and other forums and it seems, um, I think it was even Ian Dunbar that said it, he finds more often than not that most dog trainers themselves own reactive dogs. Really, really odd, odd thing. Nothing that's been studied, but anyway, uh, yeah, nothing that has actually been studied. It's just all, um, you know, what, what we've noticed right in in the field but really an interesting topic and i really want to get you to rethink what reactivity is and the idea that the word reactivity when we're talking about our dogs really has this negative connotation to it so i want to dive deeper into this topic with you really quickly though before we get started i do want to encourage you if you have not already on the podcast make sure you uh, give the podcast at the end if this is the first one you've ever listened to or if you have been listening for a while give the the podcast a five-star review on whatever podcast network you prefer to listen on i would really appreciate it. It helps me to get my message out to more people. It also helps your podcast network to know what you like and to suggest other things that you may like. Um, If you haven't started following the podcast, I hope you follow as well. And if you are watching the video on YouTube or Rumble, I hope you give at any point during this video. If you like the content, give it a thumbs up and make sure that you are subscribed or following the channel. That way you can get notified the next time I go live or upload a video. So, oh, also, (laughs) I almost forgot, guys. Hope to see you join the family over on Patreon. Patreon, uh, the Patreon family gets all new and exclusive content, behind the scenes content, bonus content, some really wonderful things going over on over there as well as you can get involved in the conversation. So I really hope to see you become part of the family over on Patreon. Anywhere you look, any social media platform that I am on, it is the Pet Parenting Reset. That's all you need to search. So let's get into this topic. I'm not going to go too long today. I think this is um, a pretty concise idea that I want to get across to you. The idea of dog reactivity. Now, there are lots of dogs that get this label as reactive, right? I don't love it. I I understand as a human, um, but I don't love it because one, it's 
we're not looking at things from our dog's perspective, from our dog's point of view. Uh, and I think that is so incredibly important. I haven't really done a podcast on making our dogs happy or seeing things from our dog's point of view, like specifically on that. But last week I did one on happy cats and I really was trying to hit home the idea of seeing things from your cat's perspective and honoring them as a species. And I think that is something, especially when we're talking about reactivity, that we really need to get in the mindset of our dog as much as possible. We are humans and you know, we can't help that we're humans, but you know, we have the ability to put our own egos aside and really look at another perspective and i really encourage you to do that especially if you are a trainer working with a reactive reactive dog if you're seeing the video my my little quote fingers went up um or if you are a person you know a pet parent who is realizing or has been living with a dog that has been labeled as reactive and there are so many different behaviors that kind of lead to what we humans see as a very similar um, action or response in our dogs that kind of like it's all this idea of reactivity is is almost all encompassing for the most part i think a lot of it is fear-based activity however i mean we can we can lump overstimulation into this we can lump you know, over arousal, we can lump frustration uh, and, and behaviors that our dogs express due to frustration into this, even anticipatory activities and behaviors that your dog may have, you know, anticipation is, I know for me as a human dealing, learning to deal with anxiety, um, I did not do well with it in my twenties or even my early thirties. I am doing better now, but learning to deal with anxiety, a lot of that is anticipatory, right? Like I am playing these things out in my head and I get wrapped up in what maybe could possibly happen one day or I'm not, and I'm not living in the now. Now, in general, our dogs are really good in living in the now, but when dogs have what we quote unquote call reactivity, a lot of times there is that anticipatory behavioral response because there are, we talked about a couple of podcasts ago, things that trigger behaviors, right? And th these things that trigger behaviors they can be happening and going on all around your dog, triggering them to say, oh man, this might be happening soon. Or, oh, oh, is this gonna happen next? Or, oh, what is my human about to do? So these anticipatory responses can also be lumped into what we quote unquote call reactivity, right? So what I really want you to do and the, the whole basis of this podcast, especially when we're talking about fear-based reactivity. I know for my dog, um, while I cannot read her mind, she is, the only thing she really reacts to, she, of course, she reacts to the doorbell. There's <laughs> somebody coming to the door, but I'm not mad at that, right? We, we work and train with that, and we manage that behavior because we are the protector and she, she is alerting us to a potential danger or threat. We can work with that. That's not what I'm worried about. But what she, what she, really reacts to 
And I think that's, that's why the word reactivity is so strong because it's a reaction from our dogs, right? But this reactivity word has such a negative connotation to it, which she really reacts to as other dogs. Now, I haven't had her since she was a puppy. She was already two and a half years old when I adopted her. I don't know what she went through in those two and a half years. I have some idea of what she went through in the six to eight months prior to me adopting her in her uh, foster home through the rescue, and that wasn't good. Uh, I come to find out that wasn't actually good. That foster home was not what even the rescue thought it was. And so I do know a little bit, but the, the whole two years before that, I don't know. And so in my mind, based on her reactions to other dogs, it does seem to be a fear response. So that's primarily what we're focusing on today because we are, again, we look at reactivity as a negative. What I really would love to challenge you to do is to rethink reactivity. And I want you to understand that that fear-based response in your dog is a trauma response. And when we reframe that from saying, oh, my dog is reactive to my dog is having a trauma response. We go from this negative connotation where we're seeing, you know, humans walking their dog reactive dogs or any reactive dog really and you know, yanking on the leash and yelling no at them. And that really negative, like everything around that scenario is negative. That is not what we want, right? When we, if we reframe that and realize that our dog is having a trauma response, now we're much more empathetic, right? We have more empathy for our dog and we want to better understand our dog. And we, want to, we really want to get into the nitty gritty of how we can help our dog overcome this trauma response. I don't want this, this, this is probably gonna be one of our shorter podcasts, but I really, I don't want to beat this idea to death. I really literally just want you to sit down and think whether you're a trainer, whether you're a, you know, a pet parent and you are working, living with a reactive dog, I want you to challenge yourself to reframe that word. First, start with the word, reframe it from reactivity to trauma response and think just think think it for a second think about you saying to yourself or to someone else to your dog that that's a trauma response how much more empathy are you now feeling because i know even though even though i have been working with this idea with my dog for quite some time even me saying it out loud to you today on this podcast i feel a difference in my body when i say the word reactivity i feel myself tense up when i say to you my dog is having a trauma response my body loosens right and i i feel in my my heart and my soul i have this sense of empathy now I want you, that's your challenge, right? That's the challenge that I'm giving you today is to reframe and rethink reactivity. We wanna realize, especially if we're working with a fear-based response, right? That that is a trauma 
response. So now how can we better serve our dog to help them in this trauma response and help them overcome and even in their mind reframe what they are responding to. I probably will not stop using the word reactivity because I'm trying to get out, I'm trying to get a message out to people. However, and these people are, are, are you know, searching for terms like reactivity. But instead of calling it a reaction, let's call it a response. Let's just start with something that simple. I think you're going to see a huge difference. And I think you're going to find when you are working with your dog in reframing their response and finding what that what is triggering them and reframing their response to it, you are going to have a lot more empathy, which is going to help you help your dog that much better. So again, I don't want to I don't want to continue on with this too much. That's my challenge to you. If you have any comments, if you have any questions, please reach out to me on any of the socials. The Pet Parenting Reset is how you can find me. I hope to see you over as part of the family over on Patreon. Join the fam, bam. Why haven't you already? I don't know, but I need to see you over there. You can search, you can search on Patreon for the Pet Parenting Reset because that is the name of my Patreon page. However, if you're going by the URL, it's patreon.com slash Jessica Fisher. Remember, Fisher does not have a C in it. So I hope to see you over there. I hope you give this video a thumbs up. If you're listening to listening to the podcast, I hope you give it a five-star review. Um, by now, we are on episode, we're on episode nine. So I hope you have been following along. And if you have not already rated the podcast, I hope you do so. If you're not already following the podcast, I hope you do so. I hope you're following me on all the socials. And I, yeah, for now, especially if you are working with a, not going to say reactive, responsive dog, right? A, a dog with a trauma response. Please give them all my love. Give your dogs and cats. Why did that come out weird? Give your dogs and cats some hugs and kisses from me. Be that 2.0 pet parent. I know you can be. And yeah, I'll see you guys next week. Oh, 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 oh.